I'm Sarah, a PA and mama to a busy little boy. And I'm Maria, a third grade teacher and mama to my first baby girl. We certainly don't claim to be motherhood experts. In fact, we are just beginning to figure this whole thing out. But one thing that we have quickly realized is that pregnancy and motherhood require a great deal of sacrifice. But what a gift that sacrifice is. It gives us the tiniest glimpse of the sacrifice our Heavenly Father made when He sent His own Son to die for us, a death that we deserved. Through motherhood, we get to live out the gospel message of sacrifice daily, as we do our best to love these little people that the Lord has entrusted us with. So whether you're drinking hot coffee and praying to one day become a mama, decaf while you're growing your babe, or cold coffee that was once hot while you meet the needs of your littles, come hang out with us while we chat all things motherhood and discover what the Lord is teaching us through the sacrifices of this sweet season. Welcome back to the Cold Coffee Podcast. My name's Maria and I'm here with Sarah today. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we are going to talk about... Sarah, what's the best way to say this title? I think I keep thinking about it like what I would tell pre-baby me. Yeah, I like that. So like what I would tell myself before mm-hmm. I had a baby. Whether that's you know before being pregnant or being pregnant and being like weeks or days away from having a baby. But basically right. like what I would tell pre-baby me. Yes. So we're going to do like three tips each or three little things we would tell ourselves before baby. Um, But before that, we just wanted to say a massive thank you guys for your support for Eve and Co. Coffee. Once again, it's been incredible. Um, The orders come in every day, whether large amounts or small amounts, they still overwhelm us. And it's been so fun. Um, It's it's, the shop is in our house in Spencer and I's house. And it's been so fun to fill orders together at night after Lena goes to bed. and y'all were on vacation, so I'm like, Justin's literally over right now as we speak, helping Spencer. <laughs> so um, Justin and Sarah will be here too, obviously, helping. Um, but it's just been really fun, and we've gotten a few subscribers, which is cool. So like we know monthly, certain people will be getting coffee from us, and some people weekly or biweekly, and it's just been really, really cool um, to watch. So thank you guys so much. And Our diapers, our big amount of diapers are coming in soon, and we can't wait to take them to um, the Pregnancy Resource Center. This week, actually. That's what it's all about for us. Oh, yeah, this week? This week we're taking them, yeah. Yes. Yeah, because that's what it's all about for us, and we keep saying the more orders we get in, I just keep the numbers keep popping in my head of how many more diapers that's going to be that we get to donate. So that's so special. Yeah, for sure. I think it's also just been so crazy and surreal to see, like, a lot of y'all have tagged us on Instagram and yes. your story and I'm like, people are drinking our coffee. Like yes. it's so, it's just so cool to think about yeah. and just to see everything come to fruition. Cause yeah, it was not quite a year ago that, you know, mm-hmm. this whole thing, even the seed got planted. Yes. Um, and I wanted to say to my mom who is not very good at social media whatsoever, literally has Instagram just so she can see pictures of Pryor and Lena pretty much. Like that's her purpose. Um, she said the other day, I love that people are tagging you with your coffee. Like that's so fun. Um, so even she was like, this is so cool to see this. So yeah, it's just been, it's been amazing. It's been really crazy to see it tangibly happening. Yeah. And I know we wanted to share, we're working on, we would love to get it into Mm -hmm. a couple local shops or, Mm -hmm. or like grocery stores or whatever here. And so we're working Mm -hmm. on that. So that's super exciting. And that will just Mm -hmm. be really nice for people that are local to Roanoke or around Roanoke to be able to go somewhere and buy it. Um, yes. 
but yeah, so that's been really exciting. Yeah. Just thinking like, wow, we could walk into a store maybe soon and see it on a shelf. I can't. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. We also have a pickup location in Roanoke, which is nice Mm -hmm. to make it easy for Roanoke people still. And not Um, have to pay shipping. That's our big thing. If we can avoid having you guys have to pay shipping, you know. Yes. That's Mm -hmm. ideal. And we're working on, um, we're trying to think of some new sticker designs. um, And we keep talking about Spencer and I always are like, we just want even go (laughs) t-shirts. Yes. (laughs) So that hasn't been designed yet, but I was literally thinking about it last night and like envisioning it in my head, what it could look like. So, um, yeah. So pretty much just the more support we get, the more coffee we can make, the more merch we can make. And then in turn, way more diapers get donated, which is our goal at the end of the day. So it's been amazing. And thank you guys so much for the, the sharing has been the most important part. And I think Spencer told me today that like Instagram is the source of most of our orders. Like that's Mm -hmm. where it's coming from. So people sharing like that is huge. That is helping us tremendously. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we just wanted to give everyone a little update. Yes. Um, But yeah, so like Maria said, we're each going to share three things. And I think we're going to go back and forth so you don't have to just Mm -hmm. listen to me talk forever and then Maria talk forever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. So do you want to start, Maria? I think I should start. Okay. Because I want to end on yours. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I was telling Sarah when we thought about this, like things we would tell our pre-baby self, I thought that mine were going to be like super deep and emotional and they are but at face value they don't seem that way like they seem like very simple things um so the first one I guess I would tell myself is that your brain the way your brain works will completely change um so what I mean by this is just and it's weird I used to be a very type a person I still am but not as bad as I used to be um I feel like I've calmed down a lot over the years. And the second Lena got here, it's like my brain turned into to-do list mode and also control mode. I told Spencer, my control problems have come back full force. Um, and this doesn't sound like a positive thing, I guess, but I will say my anxiety is, has been kept at bay. Like all of that has, so I'm thankful for that. But um, every thought I have is just around taking care of her um mostly when I'm with her I think I've done okay my (laughs) one whole week back in the classroom now not even that what was it three days before we had a snow day um multiple snow days multiple snow days yeah we had one Thursday then we had a work day Friday and we had one today on Monday so don't think we'll have one tomorrow but um but yeah I think when I'm other places I do okay focusing on other things but when I'm with her or when I'm home my whole brain is just her. What does she need? How do I do it best? Where is it? Where are her bottles? Where is her milk? Where is her, does she have enough clean clothes? Like blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's, it's, it's something I wasn't really prepared for. Um, and we talked about, we talked about how we could give like tips to help with this. And I don't know if I really have a tip for this, except just like, I think it's okay. And I told Spencer today, I think that 
as time goes on, I'm already noticing it's becoming more second nature. So at first it seems very overwhelming. Your brain just thinking of to-do list items that you need to do for your baby. Um, But I think the more time goes on, it's becoming second nature now. I know it will change with every stage. (laughs) I know soon it'll be, do I have snacks for her? Do I have enough toys and books for her? You know, things I'm not super concerned about yet. Um, But I think it will become more second nature. Um, And I also think another tip I have is just to try to let my brain rest at some point. So in the mornings, like especially when I'm home or even I've been getting to the school pretty early just to try to wrap my brain around what teaching is right now. Just taking a second to pray or read my Bible, um, same at night, whether it's that or reading a book or just talking with Spin or watching a show, just something to get my brain off of it um, and try to focus on other things. So yeah, that's my first one. The The makeup of my thoughts have totally changed. <laughs> Yeah. And again, I I know that sounds like a lot, but I I don't think it's a negative thing. I think it's something that just happened second nature that I wasn't fully prepared for. Right. And even if someone had told you that, though, you might have been like, oh, okay, but you still wouldn't have known until you were in the moment. And I think a lot of these things that we're going to share, that's probably the case. Exactly. (laughs) They might even be things that people have told you previously, but you just don't understand the extent of it and like what it's really like until you are experiencing it. Um, but yeah, so my first one is something Mm -hmm. that, well, part of it is something that people told me pre-baby, but so Mm -hmm. my first, my first thing that I would tell pre-baby me is that it's okay to feel emotional and sad about time passing Mm -hmm. quickly because you guys, time passes so quickly. I could add Um, that one onto my list too, Sarah. Goodness uh, gracious. So I think also we thought this episode would be fun because I know we have a few listeners that are either pregnant with their first Mm -hmm. baby or just had their first baby like a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So we just felt like this was relevant. And I also love hearing this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, but yeah, so I think like I, and I know I've shared in episodes previously, just about how emotional I was in the beginning. I also think I've shared too. So I had a boy and I didn't know until Mm -hmm. delivery that it was a boy, was totally convinced it was a girl. Um, and just like had in my (laughs) head that I was going to have this built in little best friend for life. Cause that's usually what happens with moms and daughters, at least once you get past Mm -hmm. the teenage years. Um, but so I had this little baby boy and I had to like wrap my mind around the fact that one day he would grow up and get married and leave me, which is what's supposed Mm -hmm. to happen. Um, But I also think I just was so surprised by how emotional I felt in those first few days, just trying to understand and come to terms with the fact that he would never be as tiny as he was in whatever moment it was again. Like every day Mm -hmm. he was getting bigger and growing and which is again, what's supposed to happen, but it still Mm -hmm. makes your hormonal self sad. Yeah. But what people would always tell me was it's okay. Cause it just keeps getting better and better, which mm-hmm. I had a lot of friends tell me that is even after I had him in the first few weeks. And it wasn't that I didn't believe them. Cause I totally was like, I'm sure it will. But I also mm-hmm. think when you're a first time mom, it's really hard to like fully understand yeah. and be able to imagine how it's going to get better because nothing seems yeah. better than them in that moment. Especially when they're a newborn and there's like just something so special and magical about this Mm -hmm. tiny little perfect baby that sleeps Mm -hmm. on you. And they're just so sweet. Like everyone loves newborns. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's not that I thought that my friends were lying to me, but I think it was just super hard for me to comprehend how it could be true since all I knew mm-hmm. was him being really tiny. Yeah. But I think this is a lot easier for, for dads. And I don't know if it's, you know, that there's like not all of the postpartum hormones or they're just less yeah. emotional. But like I, in the beginning, was like, I just want him to be tiny forever. Like I don't want him mm-hmm. to get bigger. But Justin was the opposite. He was so looking forward to him being mm-hmm. able to smile at us and interact with mm-hmm. us. And so again, though, I think it's just like a difference in like the mm-hmm. way that males and females are and the way that our mm-hmm. brains and emotions work. But I will say, though, having a 17-month-old, which is crazy, it is so true that it does just keep getting better and better. Mm -hmm. And again, I knew my friends weren't lying, but I think Mm -hmm. until you go through it and you experience it, you just don't understand. But I do think, and actually my friend Ashley, the one that we had on for the episode about fed is best, and she shared her Mm -hmm. feeding experience with her babies, she told me this in actually the first few weeks after I had prior and she has a little girl that is just a couple weeks older than him. And she has a little Mm -hmm. boy that's two years older. And so she had, you know, it was baby number two for her. She'd been through all this before, but, but she said that it made everything so much more fun the second time around because she knew what she had to look forward to. And so that Mm -hmm. gave me so much like encouragement just in the feeling sad in the very beginning and feeling like, wait, this is sad that he's growing and not going to be this tiny. But she was, it was so encouraging for her to share with me that like, it's even better the second time around because you know what you have to look forward to. And I've even learned, like, I'm so much more excited about the idea of having another baby just because I'm like, I can't wait to learn about who they are. Mm -hmm. You know, like when they're brand new, they're so sweet and tiny, but like, you don't really know their personality yet. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know. So anyway, Justin and I have talked a lot about like, oh my goodness, when we have another one, just like being like, wait, who are they? Like, yeah. we don't know yet, you know? But anyway, but just some some practical tips or advice. So one thing that I've found to be super helpful, obviously taking photos and videos are amazing. Yes. Um, and obviously help capture memories and special moments. But I think that, that something even more that helps like transport you back emotionally um, to how you were feeling in those first few days, weeks, and months is just to journal and write down, you know, whatever emotions you're feeling in a specific moment. I think that that transports us so much more back to that moment. And honestly, in the very beginning, everything is just such a blur. I feel like, especially with sleep deprivation and just the mental and emotional exhaustion, everything's such a blur. And so I have loved being able to look back at at different things that I've journaled, just like really specific things about something he did a certain day or how I was feeling about what he did. I think it just has really helped me remember how I felt and just like almost like just makes me cherish that moment even more. But, and it makes me think, I was telling Maria before we started recording, it makes me think of the verse, it's Luke two nineteen, and it's, you know, goes along with a Christmas story and with, you know, Jesus being born, but it says, but Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And so I'm like, obviously we don't know a ton. The Bible doesn't tell us a ton about, you know, Mary's postpartum season and how she was feeling emotionally and mentally. (laughs) But I think like even that verse just lets us know that like Mm -hmm. she was, you know, just taking it all in too. And so anyway, I think obviously soak in every single moment with your newborn. People tell you that all the time, like enjoy every Mm -hmm. single second, but also like, I just wish more people were like, you're probably going to feel sad that the baby's growing and that time is passing quickly and it's Mm -hmm. okay to feel sad. Mm -hmm. 
but also just know, even though you can't quite fully understand, just know that it's going to get better and better and better. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. I feel like I already believe that though. Like Lena will be five months on Thursday and every and you already day can tell she's, Oh, I think she gets better every single day. Yes. Hands down. Yes. And I so yeah, I totally miss it. And it's funny because it's funny you said husbands think of it differently because I don't think Spencer's ever verbally he used to like verbally say, like with our niece and nephew, like I can't wait for them to talk to me and stuff. He doesn't, he hasn't really said it much with Lena, but then like I see him with Pryor, like running around and playing and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be your stage. Like you are going to. Oh, Justin is in heaven. Yeah. Yeah, We just. He's going to have so much fun. Yeah. We just got back from Florida. We visited my grandparents and it was like Pryor's, it wasn't his first time in the pool, but it was like his first time being able to like enjoy being in the pool and like kick his legs and like blow bubbles in the water and literally Justin was having the time of his life throwing Mm -hmm. him in the air swimming around with him oh he was like this is the best and so Mm -hmm. but he's been saying yeah since the beginning like I can't wait Mm -hmm. to be able to play with him and again I think it's just a difference in you know males and females moms and dads oh yeah but yeah it does you guys it just keeps getting better and better and oh just makes me that's so hard to fathom I know, but it just, (laughs) it makes me even more excited for another baby because like Ashley said, like I'll know Mm -hmm. what to expect and I will have things to look forward to instead of feeling so emotional and sad. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, so yeah, that was, that was kind of a deep one to start out with. I know it was. (laughs) That's good though. That's good. All right. What's your number two thing? Okay. My second one is, um, mom guilt is real. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> um, there's kind of a lot more behind this than just that statement. Um, so I went back to work early December after having Lena, but it was virtual. It was kind of like this cool transitional period. Um, but I went back to work early December, but I just went back to the classroom um, in person, COVID teaching. So everything is a little bit different. Um, and I, I've never been similar to Sarah, which those of you that have listened know Sarah's kind of backstory with all of this, but I never have thought that I want to be a stay at home mom whatsoever. Um, but man, going back to work is hard and more so than going back to work daycare, in my opinion, is really hard. Um, especially again, because of COVID guidelines are very different and the whole system is just totally different because of keeping the baby safe, but it's still very different. Um, so I think that the situation will always be like grass is always greener in my opinion. Like I think mm-hmm. when you work, you're like, oh, I wish I was home with my baby. And then sometimes, not all the time, but I think sometimes when you're home with your baby, you think, oh, I wish I was out working. And I don't know if it will ever be this perfect, you know, thing that we want it to be. But um, mom guilt is so real. And I never thought I would have it. I, I never expected myself to feel guilty like I wasn't doing enough um but if I spend two hours with her and she goes after work and she goes to bed I'm like oh my gosh I didn't spend enough time with her I didn't do tummy time with her I might not have had time to read her book she fell she sometimes falls asleep um for her last feeding because she's so tired from daycare she's like already asleep when we put her down in her crib 
Um, but yeah, just this constant, I didn't do enough today. Did I do enough for her development today? Did I tell her I loved her enough today? Did I snuggle her enough today? Mm -hmm. And then if she spits up a little extra, it's, I wonder if I ate something and my breast milk messed up her tummy today or just stuff like that. It's just, it's very, um, constantly worrying if I have done enough for her, spent enough time with her, appreciated her enough, etc. But I will say, I don't have a Bible verse for this, but my mom told me um, the other day, she was like, Maria, do you remember going to daycare and the fact that your dad and I were really busy, didn't spend a ton of time with you during the weekdays? And I was like, nope. She was like, exactly. Lena's not going to remember this. She's not thinking at the end of the day. Like, she doesn't have a stopwatch on that's like, oh, mom spent... 30 less minutes with me today than she did yesterday. And mom didn't do tummy time with me today. So my neck's not as strong as it should be. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. Like it's not, she doesn't, I I do, I do think of the Bible verse, like the whole love is patient, love is kind. Like Lena's not sitting there keeping a record of my wrongs. Mm -hmm. You know, she's not thinking that I'm not enough for her. She's, she's looking at me and just knowing biologically that I'm her mom and I love her. um, Hopefully. Um, so, but it's just, it's just weird. I never, I never thought I would be the person, um, to feel this way. But I I do think again, it's almost an innate thing that happens to us because you have this baby that you love more than anything on the planet. And your desire is to do everything possible for them that you can the best way you possibly can. Um, so yeah, but I, it is real, (laughs) And I do suffer from it. Um, And I know that in our situation, we spend more time with her than other people even do. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's definitely something that I've struggled with. And I think my mom telling me that was really helpful because there is no doubt in my mind that my parents loved me. Mm -hmm. And both of my parents always worked. And my dad, up until the time I was a few years old, traveled every week. My mom practically functioned as a single parent during the week. I don't Mm -hmm. remember that. I don't remember that at all. There's no doubt in my mind that my dad loves me more than anything. So I think it was just helpful to hear that and just to know um, that Lena's not keeping a record of my wrongs. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I think that's my advice. Um, My practical tip moving forward with anyone, you probably will feel some of this guilt, I guess, is the word. Um, But again, it's because you care about something more than anything probably you have before um but then that they aren't keeping a list of everything you're doing wrong like you might be in your head or thinking that you might not be enough like you are in your head Mm -hmm. which I know Sarah you posted something today about being enough as a mom I can't remember what it was word for word but it was really good was it from risen motherhood probably yeah it yeah. was. I know I was like shoot I can't I'm recording on my phone but I was gonna look on Instagram yeah it was it was so good it was really um, good. But I know that's what I was going to say, though. So obviously, yeah, I think as moms, it's inevitable that we're going to experience mom guilt. Just, yeah, like Maria saying. But I do think that social media just amplifies everything. Oh, amen. Who like, Amen. I think even more, the I have experienced the mom guilt more as my child gets older and I'm mm-hmm. like wait look they're like making this cute breakfast for their kids or they're doing this cute yes. craft with their kids yes. or you know making yes. these holiday baskets and I'm like what so right. I think I think like the tip there would be just like just take a step back maybe mm-hmm. you need to take some time off social media maybe mm-hmm. you need to unfollow some people yes. that that 
are not, you know, producing life giving, <laughs> yeah, producing life giving yeah. content um, yes. for you specifically, not for you know, right. not saying for everyone, but. Right. Anyway, I think just also, yeah, just doing what you can as a mom to protect your heart from anything that's going to make the mom get worse. Yes. Um, I think it's sometimes cool too, especially if you're close with someone and they're making you feel that way by their posts or whatever, not be like, oh my gosh, you're making me feel awful. But I know like my sister-in-law, Lindsay, is I think the best mom on planet earth ever. I just think she's super mom. She has an OT background. So talking of things that she does that I'm like, she, when we were in church last weekend, she was holding Lena and like doing posture exercises with her and like helping her literally develop in front of my eyes. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Um, but even with her, I think it's helpful to talk to her too. And for her to be like, yo, Maria, my house was a disaster yesterday. Today I'm setting up my first day of preschool for my four-year-old and or three-year-old and it's going to be amazing. But yesterday wasn't that way. You know, Mm -hmm. not every day is that way because Instagram's obviously the highlight reel. Mm -hmm. So I think it's helpful too, if you're, if you're close with those people, you know, getting to do life with people also helps because Mm -hmm. you're not just seeing the beautiful yeah breakfast that someone made or activity they're doing with their kids you you can see like the ins and outs and the hard days and the good days um and I think that's really helpful too yeah and let those people like let them speak encouragement and truth Mm -hmm. and you know remind you that you are doing a good job I know I'm like this is Mm -hmm. the perfect segue into my second thing Ooh, we so planned it. This is all scripted. We're just reading from a Word document. Um, <laughs> That'd be a pretty bad Word document if I was reading from it. <laughs> um, but no, I think, yeah, just going along with like, yeah, like if you have mom friends, like mm-hmm. let them be a source of encouragement. And, you know, hopefully if it is a situation where you are feeling mom guilt because of that, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let them remind you that they are normal people too. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, so the second thing that I would tell pre-baby me is that it's good to need slash ask for help. So Mm -hmm. here's the deal though. Everyone tells you, yes, (laughs) everyone tells you pre-baby, it's okay to ask for help. Ask for help if you need it. But what I wish people would have told me was that even more than it being okay to ask for help, it's good to ask for help. Yeah. And so I think it's good for you as a mama. It's good for your husband who is doing Mm -hmm. his best to love and support you in this new season, especially Mm -hmm. if it's your first baby and it's good Mm -hmm. for your baby. Mm -hmm. Like I just think about the fact, like how much better is it for my, my baby to be loved on and cared for by other people too? Like Mm -hmm. obviously within reason, you know, but people Mm -hmm. I'm like, there are people in my life that are great influences on me and I want them to, you know, have that influence on my child. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, we aren't meant to do life alone as believers. And I think it's better for us to do motherhood with other people. And I think I've learned that firsthand. Um, I think that it makes us better moms to seek advice Mm -hmm. and encouragement from people that have gone before us. Um, And then again, like I said, I think it's important for our kids to be loved on and influenced by other people, again, within reason. (laughs) Like I'm not Mm -hmm. saying just leave your kid with, you know, someone that you don't know or someone that maybe isn't the best (laughs) influence. But anyway, so yeah, people always say it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. But I'm like, I wish people would say it's good to ask for help. It's good for you. Like, don't wait until you're so far gone and like Mm -hmm. dying to ask for help. Like be proactive about it. I know we've talked about that stuff in the past, 
But Mm -hmm. um, just some two things for like practical advice or tips or whatever. But the first thing would be, so obviously like real life people are super important to ask for help Mm -hmm. from. And I'm going to talk about that in a second. But I also think like there's so many, and I know we talked about this, about this, I think in the self-care episode, there's so many amazing resources out there mm-hmm. that are biblically based that mm-hmm. are so encouraging and life-giving. And so I think I have found it super helpful to consult as many resources as possible. So like books, mm-hmm. podcasts, obviously the Bible, really anything mm-hmm. that you can learn from. And then I think it's important to make sure that it's biblically based if you're a believer and that's where you're wanting, you know, mm-hmm. to draw from. But yeah. um, I know Marie and I listen to a lot of podcasts um, mm-hmm. and there are some really encouraging ones that have great stuff on like motherhood for sure, but also like mm-hmm. marriage. I think that's something else that's really important mm-hmm. to, to, you know, read about and listen to things yeah. about. And But then the second thing I think just equally as important, if not more important, is to seek out mama friends and mentors. Mm-hmm. So again, people that have gone before us. Um, yeah. But I, also I was going to say, too, oh yeah, go ahead. sorry, I just wanted to say, I think one of the more beautiful sides of social media, even though it can bring mom guilt, I have also found that like asking other moms on social media questions, like I literally asked yesterday about starting food with your babies because Like, Sarah and so many of my friends have done baby lead weaning, which I think is so cool. But then the doctor sometimes says, start on oatmeal. And so here I am, and you start researching, and then it's like, with oatmeal, do all these purees. And then baby lead weaning's like, no, big chunks. And then the other side's like, very small chunks. And I was just overwhelmed. So I asked people, and it's so cool. And honestly, a lot of people have very similar opinions that I talk to about it. So it was cool to hear, like, what the majority of people ended up doing and what worked for them, which, side note, a lot of people started traditionally and ended up loving baby lead weaning. They did a few weeks of purees and oatmeal, and then they were like, oh, your baby lead weaning actually is awesome, which I know Sarah thinks, and I've heard a lot of people say. We did purees. We did purees for the very first, maybe the very first or second time, just to make sure that he didn't like die (laughs) I know see I haven't even asked Sarah this and it's good but I keep telling people and like Spencer and my family I'm like that's the cool side of social media too Mm -hmm. um is the ability that we have to ask people questions like that especially if you don't have an amazing support system you know Mm -hmm. like maybe you have some good people online to talk to again that love Jesus and can help you out I don't know yeah for sure I think, yeah, that's a great point to make. And yeah, for sure, people can be definitely super encouraging on social Mm -hmm. media. And you, yeah, you Mm -hmm. might get to know people through social media that you wouldn't know otherwise, you know? And Welcome to Eve and Co. This is how we met each other. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, But I think one other thing, so obviously like with this, you know, this point being that it's good to ask for help. And so Mm -hmm. one of the things that you can do is seek out mom friends and mentors. Mm -hmm. But I also think, and this is something that I'm like sharing also to challenge myself because I've realized this Mm -hmm. recently, but just as much as we want to be loved on and encouraged by other people, I think we also need to do that for our mom friends. Yes. Yeah. And so I just like some super practical things that I think I would love for someone to do for me. So I'm like, I am feeling convicted and I'm like, I need to be better about doing this for my friends. But just texting them and telling them that they're doing a great job. 
mm-hmm. or dropping coffee off for them or sending them a gift card, which you can do virtually mm-hmm. if you're not getting together with people. Which you're amazing at, by the way. You were already amazing at that. I no, but I, hear it. I need to be better. I need to be better, I think. Oh, no, you're amazing. You challenge me to be better at that because you're so thoughtful when people are going through stuff to bring stuff for people. Well, you're sweet. I, I try, but I, again, want to be better about it. But another thing I know, like, I'm like, I love doing, which I haven't done in a long time, but making a meal for someone, obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, if they're having a baby for sure, but even Mm -hmm. stuff like starting a new job or just navigating a new season, or maybe their husband's starting a new job or even just because, you know, like, I don't know. I just keep, I'm like, can you imagine how loved and encouraged you would feel if someone did any of these things for you? So Mm -hmm. I'm like, like, let's do that for other people. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It just, no, I love that. Oh man. It just. Another simple one I have going off of that. I have told Spencer, no one will ever give birth again without me telling that woman that she did an amazing job. Mm -hmm. I will never see a birth announcement again and not include awesome job, mama. Great job, mama. How you feeling, mama? Like after doing that myself, every time, and again, yes, newborn, adorable, precious, loving, sweet little thing. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, that woman just did that. Yeah. Like, I will never see that again and not tell someone that they're amazing. Yeah, for sure. That's such a good point. Yeah. I just, I just, yes, that will always be on the forefront of my mind. And again, you see people say that sometimes and you're like, whatever. And then when you go through it yourself, you're like, that woman just did the most incredible thing on planet earth and she deserves all the things. Yeah. (laughs) Literally all the things. And praise. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I love that. Um, but so I wanted to, and I won't read the whole passage. It's not super long, but, um, it's Luke 1, 39 through 45. And it's the verse talking about Mary, Jesus's mother. Mm -hmm. So when she finds out that she's pregnant, Mm -hmm. she goes and visits Elizabeth who has John the Mm -hmm. Baptist, who's also pregnant. And it's basically Mm -hmm. just them talking about like, you know, Mary going and visiting Elizabeth and even just like the verse talking about, um, I think it's verse 44. It says, As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Mm -hmm. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. But I just love someone around Christmas, someone that I follow on Instagram was talking about just the beautiful picture of even God giving Mary someone to walk through Mm -hmm. pregnancy and motherhood with. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I love that so much. So I just, Mm -hmm. I know we've talked about, you know, even just with Adam and Eve, like the Lord saw fit to give Adam a helpmate in this life. Like it wasn't Mm -hmm. good for him to do life alone. And so I think even more as mothers, this like super emotional, hard season, like let's like ask for help even before we really think we need it. Like be proactive about it. Listen to podcasts or audiobooks, or, you know, obviously spend time with the Lord. Um, Mm -hmm. Most important thing, but then also, yeah, just like seek out, women that have gone mm-hmm. before you or, or that are in this season with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also in that though, I think be an encouragement to newer mm-hmm. moms or other moms or anyway. So mm-hmm. I wish someone would have told me it's good to ask for help instead mm-hmm. of just, it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. I love that phrasing, Sarah. I think that's, I think that's a really good point to make. Well, okay. Tell us your third thing. Okay. My last one um, is that every single thing will mean more um, with her in our lives. 
Um, and by, I literally mean every single thing. <laughs> like I think of good things, bad things. Um, a huge, a huge thing that I've been focusing on a lot lately is just my support system, um, mm. in life, having her, that means so much more, um, with her here. And I will scream it from the rooftop, single parents or someone doing this without a ton of support. You are superheroes and you are loved and we would love to support you if you're listening to this and you need some food on your porch tomorrow, call us because I really, I don't know how people do it. Um, and then another thing is time, which Sarah and I have talked about this so much lately. Like time means so much more. Like I said, my whole mom guilt you know, the, the time I have now with her means so much more than just time did before. Um, and it feels more fleeting and more condensed and more Mm -hmm. precious, um, and more valuable. Um, everything means more. And even, I even go to the bad things in the world, the things that come out in the news. I think about how that can affect Lena. I think about how that will affect her life. And, um, the gospel means more because I want Mm -hmm. her to believe and know it. It's just, Every single thing has more weight, um, but in a really beautiful way. It's mm-hmm. it's really humbling, I think, to have something that makes me care this much about everything. And I feel like <laughs> it's not that I didn't care before. It's not that my husband doesn't make things, you know, more important too. But just having this little being that you're responsible for. Um, yeah, everything means more. And I think it's just, it's cool. It makes you take a step back and really prioritize. It makes you take a step back and really know what you're thankful for. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, everything has more weight in a really beautiful and sometimes really heartbreaking way. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's really cool. It, it really is. It's a way that you can, it's, it's love like you've never felt it before and that just changes everything. Mm-hmm. I think it's for, sure. for I think it's also been just really humbling and overwhelming for me and I know we talked about this way back in the beginning and in our intro mm-hmm. but like it literally like Maria said it's love like we've never known before but I also think about like it gives us such a tiny glimpse of how much the Lord mm-hmm. loves us as his yeah. children. Yeah. Like he loves us even more than we love our tiny people mm-hmm. which is just mind blowing to me. Like Mm -hmm. just thinking about how much more he loves us and wants Mm -hmm. us to be taken Mm -hmm. care of. And I just, oh my goodness, I literally can't. So yeah, I think, yeah, it makes the gospel, you know, like that even feels like so much more. Exactly. Everything. 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 It's so true. And again, it's just so cool. Yeah. And it's one of those things that like people might tell you before you have a baby. Right. But you just do not know until you. No, you don't. And I think, again, I I thought of the big picture stuff. Like I thought about like life will feel more loving and blah, blah, blah. But I don't know if I realized. Yeah, literally every single thing, Mm -hmm. even down to, you know, doing household chores, dishes, folding her clothes, like Mm -hmm. doing it for her now because she needs me. Like Spencer could do the dishes and fold. He doesn't need me to do that for him per se. I do it because I love him, but he doesn't Mm -hmm. need me to do that. But for her, she needs it. And so it's just every single little thing means Mm -hmm. more. Um, And it's just, I just keep thinking, it's just the biggest honor of my life to be her mom. Yeah. I just don't know if I'll ever. And then Spencer and I keep saying, the fact that, (laughs) the fact that this happens once is amazing. The fact that you can have more than one kid and then do this again Mm -hmm. is just too much for my brain to fathom. Like the fact Mm -hmm. that that could be a possibility in life, you know? 
Mm-hmm. It's too much for me to fathom. It's so incredible. Like pregnancy one time, the best thing of my life. Childbirth, having her, the best thing of my life. And the fact that I could possibly do that again one day just blows my mind. God is so good and so cool and the coolest creator. And I can't believe he lets us create little humans with him. It's mm-hmm. just the coolest thing. It is the coolest. It's such a gift. And I think... <sighs> It really does allow us to know and love him more. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's such a gift. Absolutely. Um, so, so do your last one, Sarah. So speaking of God and just this honor and privilege <laughs> of, <laughs> of, getting, of getting to raise tiny people. Um, so the third thing that I would tell a pre-baby me is that you will be surprised by how much the Lord will equip you for this new assignment. So I'm going to get a little bit personal here, but I am a pretty impatient and demanding person and have quite a bit of a temper and get frustrated easily. And Mm -hmm. I just was convinced that, or not convinced, but I was worried that I would just be Mm -hmm. this mom that yelled at my kids constantly and that got frustrated and that lost Mm -hmm. my patience. And so I just was like, I just don't want to be this mom that yells all the time. Mm -hmm. And... Because I will say, so if anyone had or has dogs pre-baby, oh, kind of like, okay, you get really frustrated <laughs> with the dog, right? And so I yes. was like, this is what I'm going to be like as a mom, like getting frustrated mm-hmm. with my dog um, no. or my dogs. But no, <laughs> not the same. Can it you hear my puppy sprinting up and down the steps right now and the tone in my voice changing? Yeah, no, it's not the same, but that's, that's all I had. I know obviously like having a dog and having a baby are not at all the same things, but in terms of like responsibility and caring for something, that was the closest thing I had to like compare to. And so anyway, I just was so worried that I would just be this mom that yelled all the time and you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And, but it has amazed me at how much patience I've had with Pryor, especially as he's Mm -hmm. getting older and you know, he needs Mm -hmm. to have things explained to him and we're working on disciplining and correcting him. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, just the patience I've had in teaching him things and explaining things to him and correcting him and disciplining him. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying this to say like, I'm the best mom ever because I am not. But mm-hmm. the days that I am a halfway decent mom, it is because of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Literally, it is not my flesh, not even mm-hmm. a little bit. And Mm so I just think it has been so humbling to tangibly Mm -hmm. see the Lord working in my life in this way. Mm -hmm. And he is refining me through Mm -hmm. motherhood, which I know Mm -hmm. we've talked about previously. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's just been the most humbling and amazing thing to see him using this assignment of being a mom and caring for and raising prior to just make me more like him, you know, Mm -hmm. because I'm like, that is not my flesh. That is literally the the Lord working on me. But so I also think that as moms, it's so easy for us to be worried about the next season of raising our kids Mm -hmm. and not feeling like we're prepared or equipped for whatever it is Mm -hmm. next. Like, I don't know. You think about like, Oh, potty training or like, yeah, I don't. Yeah. (laughs) Literally whatever the next thing is, you're like, how am I ever going to figure that out? But Mm -hmm. I think that it's so much more important for us to focus our time and energy on the season and the stage that we're in Mm -hmm. and just trust that that the Lord will equip us for the next season when the time comes. Like we don't need to know how to do whatever the next thing is yet. Like we're not there yet. Yeah. And so anyway, I think also, yeah, just thinking about like, oh my word, having a teenager one day, that like freaks me out. But I'm like, I don't need to worry about that because I'm not there yet. No. So... But I think like my big takeaway from this though, or my big piece of advice is that like, obviously 100% the Lord will work 
in and through us, Mm -hmm. but it still requires action on our part. Like we can't Mm -hmm. just think that we're going to sit back and he's going to just like take care of everything. Yeah. So we have to be spending time with him and be intentional Mm -hmm. about being filled up with his word and the truth that's Mm -hmm. found there. If we ever have any hope of being Mm -hmm. a halfway decent mom. But so I also think, and we've talked about this too before, like what goes in is what comes out. Yeah. And people say all the time, like more is caught than taught. So like whatever they see is, is what they're learning. And so I just think, you know, there are going to be times that we aren't perfect and we get frustrated and we lose our temper. But I also think it's important for them to see that, but then also to see us apologize and ask for forgiveness in those moments, because Mm -hmm. how, how else is my child ever going to learn about you know, asking for forgiveness and needing grace if they don't mm-hmm. see that modeled for them. Mm-hmm. So I also you could think- be a teacher. <laughs> what? This, is, this is teacher stuff, girl. But I also think, yeah, for sure, yeah, obviously teachers mm-hmm. and students and yeah, all of that. But which I mean, essentially, we're teaching our kids, you know. Yeah. But yep. I think though, like also again, like that is like how how much grace does the Lord give us in those moments also? Mm -hmm. And he uses those moments, which are ugly and Mm -hmm. are totally our flesh and sinful, Mm -hmm. our sinful nature. But he uses those also for his glory. Like he uses Mm -hmm. those moments to teach our kids. And anyway, so I think it's just, I think we also just have to, you know, look at both sides of it. So I don't think we, I don't think it necessarily like, gives us an excuse to be like, oh, I lost my temper, but that was good for my kids to see that. I think we have to like respond appropriately. Right. Absolutely. Um, But just so quick practical advice, I think obviously setting setting aside time every single day to spend time with the Lord is the only Mm -hmm. way that, you know, we're going to be filled up so that we can best love on and care for and raise our kids. Um, Mm -hmm. One thing I loved, so I know I shared a couple episodes ago that I wanted to read Rhythms of Renewal by Rebecca Mm -hmm. Lyons and Maria lent her copy to me. I'm Mm -hmm. almost done with it and it has been great. I have loved it. But I wanted to share, she has a chapter basically on like our morning routine. And she Mm -hmm. says, which I just felt like it was really relevant to this point, but she says, God promises to be our comforter comforter and help, but we have to give him an opportunity to do just that. If we don't make space Mm -hmm. for him, if we don't build it into our routine, how will he meet us where we need him most? Mm -hmm. So just like I have found, I'm not always the best at it, but when I'm intentional about getting up before prior and starting my time, with the Lord, I really can tell such a difference in my oh, yeah. in how the how the rest of my day goes, and so. Mm-hmm. But I mean, whatever that looks like, if you have to do that during nap time, or if you, that's something you have to do before you know you go to bed, yeah. I think just finding that time and trying to fill our mind with as much truth as possible throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I think what goes in is what comes out, and you know, the Lord has equipped me so much more than I ever thought he would, but it Mm -hmm. is not my doing. It is with him and by his grace and mercy. And yeah, it's been just really humbling though to see him work, Mm -hmm. you know, tangibly in that. But the, the verse that I wanted to share for this one was, so basically just, you know, going along with the importance of spending time reading our Bible and praying and and again, though, like with other believers and letting them mm-hmm. pour into us and encourage us. But Second Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Mm-hmm. 
So I just, I felt like that was relevant, but, and like some other random things though, like even just having worship music playing, like when we're eating breakfast or playing, we always have worship music playing. And I also just think like, even if we're doing something super simple or mundane, just like Mm -hmm. having like the truth, like we play Ellie Holcomb all the time and her stuff, mm-hmm. you've said this, Maria, literally her lyrics are like straight from scripture. Yeah, they're so biblical. So just like having that in the background, you know, yeah. and then obviously, you know, listening to a podcast when we're taking a walk mm-hmm. or when I'm, you know, in the kitchen unloading the dishwasher or mm-hmm. anyway, all of that stuff I just think is huge in addition to like sitting down and spending like uninterrupted time with the Lord, even just like yes. if you're super busy, just, you know, doing it when and how you can. Mm-hmm. But anyway. <laughs> yep. That we was another It's going to be a short one. <laughs> oh, I knew this one wasn't going to be short. <laughs> I know this one was deep. This one was yeah. deep. I know, and I feel like, Sarah's not going to like this comment, but it's true. I feel like Sarah has more wisdom in this than me because you've been at it longer than me already. So I hope that I just keep learning as I go. You will. As I go. You. Like, I, I feel think, like if we recorded this in another year, like our answers would probably oh, be totally different. 100%. You know? 100%. Same, with similar themes, hopefully. <laughs> but I feel like our answers would still be different because we're going to keep being like, oh, yeah, and this. Oh, yeah, and this takeaway and this revelation I had this year of Pryor's life or whatever. So, yeah. I also think that that's something else I love about like journaling and being able to look back on mm-hmm. stuff, you know, just mm-hmm. like. Seeing Do the you way try to journal words... with your quiet time? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, mm-hmm. I, I go through seasons of that. I used to do it and I have a few journals on our shelf that I look back on and, oh my gosh, the times I went through, it's just so cool to see. And I feel like I haven't really done it in a while and I definitely, I should definitely get back into it, especially while she's little and I'm mm-hmm. learning all about this new role that I'm in for sure. Cause it used to be a huge part of my quiet time for sure. So, Yeah. I think, yeah, so just if you are someone that's pregnant or has a brand new baby, mm-hmm. just know that you are enough. And mm-hmm. I think, like, the other thing that's just so important to know is, like, you don't have to be the best mom for anyone else's baby but yours. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I think that's just and I so found important. Your little, I found your little thing you shared oh, yeah. today on your story. Share it. Because um, I thought it was really cute. It's, it was by Liz Wan. I don't know if that's right. Wan, W-A-N-N. Do I don't know. know Maybe no. not. I don't she, know. I she, don't must, she must have been on the podcast or yeah. be friends with the Risen Motherhood ladies. Um, and she said, when we feel the humbling effects of motherhood, the feelings that we aren't enough, we can take them to God who is enough. Mm-hmm. Amen, sister preach. Yeah. I mean, that's the bottom line of all this. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> We're not enough, but Jesus is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love it. Me too. Well, Thank you guys so much for listening and thank you for being here. And if you're an expecting mama, we hope this, oh gosh, we hope it helped. But again, you might not learn a lot of this until you're in it, but hopefully it might help you put your mindset at ease a little bit. Um, And just know that Jesus is the most important thing for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, for sure. Thank you guys. Thank you.